You know what I'm saying? Like Adam is 100% right. This doesn't really show anything considering who we're talking about. Can we just save that soundbite? Just just keep replaying that periodically? It doesn't happen that often. Adam was right. <laughs> Adam's 100% right. We can just like, yeah, you can, you can make that your ringtone. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Crypto Basic Podcast. It's Brett Philbin here today, and we're going to be joined by Kareem Baruke and Adam Levy. And we are your crypto voyeurs, as we kind of established on a previous episode. And today, what what are we going to be watching? What are we going to be investigating? What are we going to be seeing? It's Binance. Binance. Can you trust Binance? Can you trust CZ of Binance? It's one of those questions that everybody in the crypto space probably has at some point in their crypto career, and we decide to tackle a couple of articles and points and things that happened to just kind of get an opinion here on whether you should trust this guy and his exchange or not. They're one of the biggest in the space. They can often be controversial, but are they really doing the wrong thing? Well, The first piece of this puzzle that we have is a Reddit post where they say that Binance took $12,000 from them accidentally and won't give it back. You know from our other episodes that title is probably misleading, but you're going to find out whether it is or not the first half of this episode. Then we're going to go into a really poorly written article so bad that Kareem may or may not say that he hates the person. And you'll have to stick around for that towards the back half of the episode. Where they, it's kind of a hit piece on CZ, and we break down what parts are accurate, what parts are not, what parts actually should be in the CZ is bad column, and what parts should not. So we go over that. And then finally, we all sum up our opinion of CZ, Binance in the space, and kind of talk about what you should or should not do to protect yourself from that. And we compare him to some other pieces of the puzzle and talk about his Twitter and everything. So this is a Binance and CZ episode where you're going to figure out what we think about the whole situation. And I think you'll be surprised at some of the things along the way, but if you're a longtime listener, probably not on our opinions. So enjoy this ride through a guy that may be doing the wrong thing when he posts on Reddit, but Reddit got behind him anyway. Find out what we think on this episode of the Crypto Basic Podcast. All righty then. Welcome to the show, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. It, so has anybody left the house yet? Like this, we're recording this on the day before May 1st and they're, they're, they're all talking about maybe leaving the house. So you guys thinking about it? I mean, I've gone to the grocery store a few times. I don't want to give away how much of a risk taker I am, but you know, went to get some Coke Zeros. I uh, walked my dogs around the apartment. So, I mean, you know, I live without fear. Wow. Dogs around the apartment. I did see a video of you getting like some black market masks at one point on Paula's Snapchat. It, <laughs> <laughs> like literally some dude pulled up in a car and sold you masks. I love it. I am often shocked and amazed at what ends up on Snapchat. People are like, <laughs> hey. How was that burrito you had yesterday, Kareem? And I'm like, what the hell? How did you? <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, have been 
walking outside more. I think the first month, the actual first month, I didn't leave once because I think I actually got a little sick. Granted, it wasn't Corona, but thankfully. But yeah, I mean, the past week or so, I've just been going for walks. Uh, one of my favorite coffee shops reopened. So I can just go Whoa. in and get a takeout. No, they didn't open. They're just like doing takeout now. Oh, okay. So I can go and get a coffee from them. And it's like walking distance. And we actually exit me and my roommate. We were like, let's go for a casual stroll. And we <laughs> ended up walking for four miles, uh, like a, just for no real reason. That's and casual. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. It happened to be the hottest day of the year in California that we decided to do that. Um, Did you Uber back? No, no, no. It was like two miles each way. Oh, okay. Um, we decided we're going to walk. For me, if whole... I walked until I got four miles away from my house, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking an Uber back. No, we like, what happened was we like had a point that we were going to go to initially, but then that was so close to our house. We were like, let's walk a little bit. And then we got to like, you know, a half mile out and they're like, hey, we're not that far from Whole Foods. But it turned out we were like a mile and a half from Whole Foods. And then um, we went there, and the line was like three hours long. So we walked yeah. back. All right. So enough of, enough of our walking experience and 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 all the risks that we take to get Coke Zero. I think it's time to talk about something else that's pretty risky in the crypto space: keeping your money on Binance. <laughs> what? Well, all right. So look, like we said in the intro, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a, a Reddit post where somebody said the Binance took his money and then we're going to get into kind of a hit piece on CZ and see what we think about it. And then I, we're going to wrap it all up in the end with our own opinions on whether you should trust Binance and CZ because like it or not, Binance is basically one of the biggest players in the space. We're talking about Coinbase. We're talking about Binance and even Gemini and Kraken and those other ones that are kind of US based that are big to us are not big in the crypto space, crypto sphere in general, right? So they're the monsters. And, and I think that going through some of this and taking this all in such a way that we're looking at it logically when we see a post like this is important and it will continue to be important. It, we need to call out CZ and Binance when they do bad things and we need to actually say when they do good things. So without taking too much time, I'm going to get into this and you guys stop me in the middle of this as much as you can uh, because there there's a lot to it. So what triggered my wanting to talk about CZ and Binance and all that on this episode. Well, here here was the post. I, I, I'm going to read this for text. As usual, this is a Reddit, Reddit post that we're, we're grabbing. Not that we want our content to be like, hey, we grabbed a Reddit post. Here's some things that they said on Reddit. But when they're actually interesting, I do want to talk about them, you know? So here's what this guy said. Now, now the title of the post was, and, and you know, at, at some point when you think that I may say something where you disagree with, things please shout it out but the title of the post was binance accidentally takes twelve thousand and sixty one dollars and 48 cents of my money and won't give it back oh you know what i did see that that's interesting i saw i didn't read the story but i remember scrolling and seeing that and thinking huh that's weird yeah so yeah a lot of people saw it and upvoted it it was number one for like 24 48 hours or whatever in our cryptocurrency so people want bad things to come out about Binance. And I get that. I get wanting to like hate the big guy. It makes sense. We're, I mean, that was Bernie Sanders whole campaign. So like, this is, this is what we're doing. Uh, so this is, this is this guy. He goes background on the 20th of January. I happened to be trading on the futures platform. 
Due to a mistake by Binance, my orders weren't executed and I was liquidated. Well, I opened a ticket demanding back my funds. After a couple of months of mails every two or three days, Binance denied everything and weren't giving back the money, so I opened another ticket. This time it didn't I didn't ask for a refund up front. Binance straight up told me it was their mistake and they would compensate me three BNB, uh, their Binance token, which I don't even know what it's trading at right now, but I think that's probably like 20 bucks or something. Well, I didn't take that so well, so I asked for my full amount back. Binance went into a defensive mode and decided mixing up different cases would settle the issue. I don't really even know what that means. Binance had messed up again and I lost 3,600 USDT, so they compensated me 1,018 USDT. They told me they had already compensated me and I shouldn't ask for more. When I called them out on the fact that the cases weren't related, they told me they weren't going to give me 12,000 back. I pointed out that by admitting their mistake in this ticket, they broke their own policy. It states that Binance has to execute a trade. After I mentioned this, they went silent. I have begged support every two days, but I have not received anything as of yet, and it has been almost a month. I wanted more people to know as Binance is the biggest in the industry, and they bury the negative very easily. I need your help in demanding answers. So so what do we think about this guy's title of Binance accidentally took... 12,000 and won't give it back. Okay, so right off the bat, the title is super misleading because when I see Binance took, I do not think Binance fails to execute a trade which costs me money, right? Like <laughs> right. there's a lot of there's a lot of like okay, so like if the if the Binance had failed to execute a trade and you made a ton of money, like is there any scenario where you're giving that money to Binance to compensate the other trader that you know what I mean like Right. Uh, it's not the same thing as Binance taking money. I do understand that's that uh how it could be like even if you take most of the things he's saying for granted, it could be very frustrating. Um but you know there's there's definitely some red flags in there of people who are not telling the whole story or manipulating the truth or not being quite clear, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. I thought the same group of thoughts when I first this is why I kind of delved into this post. Uh, Adam, what are you thinking on this end? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it just I remember seeing it and being like, oh, that seems like something that maybe I should click on. <laughs> but then it just seems like this is kind of just stuff that happens with bigger companies. Right. Like, like it's just, it's just you know, I, th- I think we've talked about it maybe in the past. Just when you have a business. Once the business is running, there's going to be things that just happen uh, that you can't control or didn't even know were happening or shit. And sometimes shit just like doesn't get handled correctly. And then now if someone makes a Reddit user like a, a post and I know, Bi- like you said, Binance has had some issues in the past. You know, I'm not going to just immediately go, oh, Binance, this is all Binance's fault or whatever. The title already seems kind of like a loaded title. Yeah, the title is definitely misleading. And here's another thing that this is failing is generally when we have seen really good, you know, every once in a while you get a post uh, somewhere that really exposes that a company messed up. And a lot of times that's actually followed by like community outrage and the company apologizing. Here's what a lot of those posts have in common. They have very detailed explanations of how the individual got screwed. And here... It really like a lot more of the detail comes from the emotional struggle between him and Binance via email. But like considering that the whole point of his post relies on them not executing a trade, he should have been a lot more specific. Like 
I put the trade in at this time. It was this trade. Or I asked them to do this. Here is a screenshot of them uh, confirming that they made the mistake. I don't know. Like, I would like to see more detail if uh, you're making a claim like this and you want to be credible. Yeah, some proof. Like in, yeah. in some fashion, right? This, this post is definitely light on proof. There's no link to this. Here's the proof or anything like that, right? Right. Here's the email thread. Also, what, I, what I'd like to say is when you think about a guy who's trading options, what are you picturing in your mind? Um, I mean, that's pretty advanced, you know. Like, it's a very small percentage of people who are going to be trading options in the first place, let alone cryptocurrency options. Right. So so when I when I see this, I see, like, you know, somebody with two monitors, maybe three or even four, where they've got, like, a trading view up on one. They're executing a trade on another one. Maybe they've got, like, news scrolling on the third one or something like that. Like, this really advanced setup for how they're going to be executing these trades, right? This guy was doing it on his phone, so we're going we're gonna to find that out in just a little bit. So right off the bat, this guy's doing something that can cost him $12,000 with a mobile app. Now, maybe you can make an argument that maybe Binance shouldn't even allow that, but uh, we'll see. So, yeah, he, Can he, I stop you right there real quick, Brent, though? Yeah. I, I wonder, though, you know, because like we talk a lot about making things easy, making things accessible, or whatever, like... I'm just trying to think of, let's say, for example, that somebody has a good wallet or like Cash App has some good functionality. If the security protocols are there in place to make sure that you're sure you want to do what you want to do, right? Then I don't know, like that's, it's this guy's decision, right? $12,000 might be a lot of money for somebody and for somebody else, it's not a lot of money. And the convenience of being able to execute quickly on their phone because they're always on the go. I don't know. I'm just, do you see what I'm trying to say here? Like I can yeah, like whatever. You, it, it you, could help you can't really get too mad at people using mobile phones these days with how advanced like some of the apps are getting. I remember I had a friend who was just like, yeah, if I lose my phone, my business, like his, his own company is like, kind of screwed because that's how he mostly uses his like he does his he does his work on his phone. I don't know. He's on the go. It's hard to just always have a computer handy sometimes. Yeah. And imagine if one of these apps actually like imagine if you tried to execute a trade. And it said, hey, this is a big trade according to some random arbitrary number that we picked. Uh, we don't allow this on mobile phone. You need to find a computer. And now you're cursing the high heavens that you can't take advantage of the trade that you found right. because stupid buying it. You know what I mean? Like, so yep. it's up to you. I, yeah, that, that's what I think there was actually an interesting discussion about what should be allowed on a mobile app and what shouldn't. And like what the stability is like on the mobile app and what isn't. So what kind of warnings you might give out. Um, so this guy explains a little bit more further down because he did get liquidated, which means he had some sort of position that if it hits a certain level means that he's going to lose all of his funds because they're going to, well, he's not lose all his funds, but they're going to liquidate his position and it's going to cost him money because the price fell too far. And there's a liquidation penalty on top of that when they have to sell your funds. So this is what happened. He said, yes, he did get liquidated, but it's more complicated than that. I was trading on the futures platform. My positions weren't doing so well, so I made the position to close them. I have a screenshot of the positions before they were closed and after they were closed. Anyways, I closed the positions. Market bought them. I was shorting. Well, you'd think that was it. I screenshotted the fact that I had just 12000 left, and it showed no open positions. After four hours, however, I get notifications from my phone that I were about to be liquidated. I opened my phone, and my positions were still open and were almost all liquidated. Binance told me that I experienced the app disconnection issue. 
I don't know what this means. They, however, told me it's only common on the app and it's my responsibility for not trading on a PC. Again, no proof that they said any of this, but this is this right. is what he's saying. Also, thinking about the screenshots, <laughs> like, okay, you took a screenshot of the position. What Didn't you take a, what about, don't you get like a confirmation? Usually when I try to execute a trade, I get maybe some kind of confirmation. Your trade was put in. Now I haven't traded options. I'll admit that I'm not that advanced or nuanced, but even for simple, you know, Put op- call options on 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 my IRA. I know that I get a little confirmation that says, "Hey, you know, yeah, your trade Classic was confirmed. Brad, you're making options trades in your IRA." No, I'm. I specifically <laughs> said not options. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, sick listening, brag there, Brent. I heard puts and calls. Those are options. No, no, no. no but this is but this is what I'm saying. Like he just took a screenshot of his computer. Like what I want is a screenshot of the confirmation, right? Right, so he did actually eventually upload a screenshot of some kind of error that he got, but that's the only screenshot he uploaded. He mentions a bunch of other ones, and he doesn't put any of those in there. So it's interesting. So support does show up to kind of like respond to this. Support shows up to respond to it, and then CZ himself actually shows up and <laughs> and says like some stuff. He gets downvoted to negative 187 points. So I wouldn't blame you for not knowing CZ showed up in the thread, right? Because, again, Reddit hive mind, like, Binance bad, random guy providing no proof good. So he says, hi, this is CZ. I looked through your ticket history personally. On January 28th, you reported a system issue. We didn't see any other customer complaints on that day, but we still made a decent offer of 350 USDT, which you accepted, which this guy hasn't mentioned. Maybe that was the, the BNB, but I don't think BNB is up to $100. No, it's not. On February 16th, you came back with an order latency issue. Again, we compensated 1018 USDT, which you accepted. Now you're abusing our goodwill by reclaiming one more compensation from the same mm-hmm. issue on January 28th. Now, remember, he did say he was having issues getting paid, so we just opened another ticket. That's right. So oh. they are the same ticket. And, and as a quick timeout, Brent, I, it's when he said, oh, they decided that it was a good idea to mix issues or mix tickets or something. I'm like, wait a minute. You just told us you opened up another ticket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's acting like they're doing something wrong when they're just like, he keeps opening tickets. Of course, we're having to mix them. And finally, he says, I hate to turn away a customer, but sorry, no third time. I've asked uh, our customer service team to work with you to close down your account. Please withdraw any remaining balances in your account. And we wish you a healthier relationship with the other exchanges. Wow. <laughs> love it. I, I love the response. Like, obviously, everybody else hates it, and the responses to this are like, oh, your solution is shut this guy down. I mean, you're so bad. But <laughs> there's even more of this story that is going to be interesting. But yeah, I totally agree with this, especially if CZ's version is accurate. I think it's interesting that he tried. He worked with him. And you just can't just keep letting like this seems like kind of just like a customer who just like he says he had these issues and it's still like, all right, we're still going to, you know, we want more. And also, by the way, CZ, they actually had to ignite his post on Reddit. Right. They had to put it in like the uh, the the like mod mail part or the, the, the moderator pinned part because they you couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah, dude, a couple so many things here, um, and it's not a bias towards CZ or anything like that, but like you can see that it makes perfect sense to me that like this is exactly how it, like the guy taking this screenshot or whatever 
that that's exactly the kind of evidence that only works for what he's trying to do right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, oh, I did this and then they did this, but he's not really, I don't know, this, this, I'm definitely believing CC's side of the story. Yeah. Again, this guy is not offering to pay Binance when their latency issues allow him to make money on his trades. Right. So latency issues that nobody else had and that he's had repeatedly and still hasn't like, hasn't said to himself, oh, wow, man, this problem happened to me already. I got to make sure I get confirmation on my trades. Otherwise, I could get screwed out of my 12K. No, he would rather take a screenshot so that he can tell Reddit about it later if it doesn't work out. <laughs> right. So I'd also like to point out that this guy must be a pretty big whale, at least, because if they're refunding $1,000 worth of USDT to the guy, his trades must be huge. Right. So like, th- and they're turning him away as a customer. So take think about this. A customer that they made the, the decision internally to go ahead and refund $1,000. And they thought that was still plus EV for them. They're now turning away. So I don't know what his trade volume had to be like. I don't know. It's, this isn't a poker site. You know, this isn't an unregulated poker site. I feel like you kind of have to, uh, to like, you just have to kind of go through protocol. You should, you're not just be like, oh, we have to, like, we, we got to. I've never been refunded that kind of money. Or in the poker industry, we've had people flip out about dealer errors and that kind of thing where they're actually right where the dealer did something wrong and cost them money like the dealer didn't grab the money from somebody or like they paid them wrong or whatever and i've still never seen somebody a compensated a thousand dollars so like i don't know that's like a that's a big compensation yeah also i i do think that it's interesting it's interesting that the ceo of binance like what community would ever ha- you know they just ha- they just bought coin market cap for 400 million like mm-hmm. cc's busy yeah what company that has a valuation over a billion would come in to a thread and like the top dog and actually try to post was uh try to work this out kind of thing you know uh, i'll say two things about that adam i agree with you that it's great uh number one i would think maybe Binance is really young and new, and it's a result of a different type of community. And even though I still give it credit, I think that maybe CZ understands that, yeah, it might just be a Reddit post, but these are actually the communities that his business is built upon. And having consumer trust and stuff like that is pretty relevant. So yeah, they blew up really quick. It all happened very quick. But I think, you know, he knows. You know what I'm saying? No, I completely, I completely agree. This is not, you know, the crypto is very much a, everyone's got an opinion, and, but like in, in a good way, like everyone's kind of working together. It, it's a de, almost a decentralized community to a point where everyone is just kind of, or, oh, sorry, open source. So when that, it, that happens in that type of community and you're seizing, you've been very vocal already and kind of in the public eye. Yeah, you should go in there. I mean, it's a smart decision to go in there. I also feel like we covered a similar situation to this, and the username was Wellington2020. I went back to to look through our episodes, and I couldn't find it. So if one of the listeners can tell us, I think this might even be the same guy that's done something like this before. I I, I could be wrong, because the username reminded me of another thing just in the back of my mind. I was like, I feel like somebody else did this to an exchange. I was was combing through his posts, and he hasn't posted. He had not posted for over a year until this happened. Yeah, and, and his name is Gianluca, which is another name that, like, is very, like, I feel like I've heard it before. But, again, listeners, if you can remember that, 
let me know because I couldn't find it. I spent like an hour on it. Anyway, so he did upload some screenshots. Like eventually, I uh, I went in that thread and I was like, look, you can't just come in here and shit all over Binance and not give us some proof. Like I, I'm all for, I will get on the pod and I'll talk about how bad Binance is and how they need to give your money, whatever. But I need a little bit of proof here. Like we need to see that you said you have screenshots. You said you've had all these emails, like give them to us. So he uploaded exactly two, exactly two emails that were, that came back from Binance. Now he didn't upload any of the multitude of screenshots that he's saying that he took. He only uploaded one where he got an error and we have no idea if that was the error on the day or whatever. Yeah, there was does no the screenshot like, include the date? No, there you go. Oh, how, yeah. how perfect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it had time. That's about it. But maybe there's metadata in that that somebody better than me could figure out. I don't know. So Binance has the response. The The first one is pretty standard um, response. And they're basically saying like, yo, man, like trading options and trading with margin is really risky. You know, make sure before you're doing futures in the future, you check this stuff. We recommend using a PC and not our mobile app if you're using big trades, like all that. They put all that in there, right? The second one, uh, the one where he's basically saying like, oh, this is like it. This is a smoking gun where they're combining my tickets. So they mention that there's two tickets and they say, please note that futures trading is subject to high risks with the potential for both great profits and significant losses. I've checked your tickets history and you've sent us the same screenshot of the same error on ticket other ticket back in February. On that ticket, our team already provided you with a free 1018 USDT as a gesture of goodwill which you accepted. Below, I will quote your response. All right, Paul, I will accept the 1,018 in this case. Thank you. Smiley face! You hit him with a smiley face on top of it. Done. <laughs> Done. Like that's, this was his smoking gun? Are you kidding me? They're like, therefore, we consider the matter closed. So those were the only two screenshots he uploaded, which, in my opinion, did nothing to, to help actually case. prove that he's been helped. No, hurt. It, yeah, yeah it, it, the opposite of anything. So finally, Binance, there was another support agent from Binance that was going in there. It wasn't the official Binance CS, but it was another guy who had who was part of the Binance team. Uh, maybe like 20 hours after the first post, he signed off with this as a, he was trying to like talk to the guy and be reasonable with him kind of. But he was also kind of being like a dick. And he says, we've already given you the verdict multiple times. You have not provided any more solid evidence that there was a mistake on Binance's side, nor that this error directly caused you to lose any money. Sorry, you can't pressure us into giving you money, be it through misleading social media threads or threatening self-harm as was done in the first ticket. We're happy to approach this legally. (laughs) So apparently this guy also said he was going to kill himself if they didn't give him money. Oh, my God. Like, again, they haven't released that because they can't like GDPR and all that stuff. Like Binance can't release these like like legally. They can't be sending screenshots of this stuff to the public this guy can finance can't and they're literally like yeah you, you were threatening to kill yourself so i don't know so that's where they left this whole thing and uh and and that's pretty much the end of that portion of the episode that where we're talking about this thread my end result is originally i didn't not believe this guy like i i wanted to kind of see like what is Binance doing wrong What can I get in here and give, especially the audience, as an actionable thing to take away here as a way to look into what Binance is doing? Like, when is Binance doing the wrong thing? And all I came up with was this guy was 
kind of trying to scam Binance. Like that's, I don't know, no proof on either side, but the person who can provide the proof provided only shitty proof. So just like Craig Wright and claiming he's fucking Satoshi, that he has the ability to provide the proof if he's Satoshi, right? But he's choosing to provide bad proof. This guy's doing the exact same thing. So yeah, it just, he would just provide the actual proof of something where if he were actually wronged. Now he may not believe that he needs to, or may he, he may believe that he's wrong because a lot of people like in poker or whatever will believe that they've been wronged because of the outcome of something. Very often in poker rooms, if you're playing poker, a dealer can put out a card too early. Like somebody didn't do their action yet. And it's like an oopsie. Like the dealer reveals the next card and you're like, Oh shit, this person didn't do what they were supposed to do. Okay. There's a procedure for that. The card gets shuffled back in and it has a chance to come back out and all that stuff. But people will very often say that the casino needs to pay them because the card that was supposed to come out didn't come out and now they're owed money and all this stuff. And this feels like that to me. Yeah, well, and it also feels a lot like here's the problem here. Here's the part that I have the most trouble with, right? The money that Binance offered aside, which was still significant, right. but the money that they offered aside, the money that this guy's trading is more significant, right? Right. But he also has the possibility to make money. So the way I also look at this story is like, okay, maybe the original was a, was a mistake. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But like he found nobody else reported the same problem. This is a stand, solo guy. And then he gets um, kind of made, not made whole, but like he gets a random incentive, right? Then he does it again. And apparently it works again. There's no way that it's not in the back of this guy's mind. Now, see, if I was about to risk $2,000, I would be super paranoid that my last couple of trades didn't go through. And if it's important for me to sell them, I would make sure I got confirmation. He didn't right. do that. And it makes me feel like in the back of his mind, he's thinking, hey, you know. Hey, I got a free roll. It's a free roll. Exactly. Maybe I do great. And if I do terrible, I can always just, you know, hey, Binance. <laughs> exactly. That's that's how I picture it. So, yep, that's that's the verdict on that. We uh, no verdict on specifically trusting Binance or not. But so because of this, there was another article that started making its way up the Reddit. It used it piggybacked off this. It literally said the top post of the last 24 hours is Binance scamming somebody out of money or something like that. Uh, Don't forget the seven deadly sins of CZ. So we have an article where somebody has decided. They're going to take the seven deadly sins of religion, which, of course, is already going to put me off. But and they're going to apply them to CZ and talk about how bad this guy is. Right. That's that's literally the thesis of the article, because they sum it up in the bottom about how you shouldn't be doing business with finance and all this stuff points to how bad the guy is. So I'm going to summarize all of these just for you to see, like, if you had read the article, if you'd read the, the headline, if you'd read the summary, you might think that this guy did a lot of great research to show why CZ is kind of a scumbag. And you might just go ahead and start to think CZ's a scumbag, right? Well, actually, just real quick, the first thing that comes to mind is that he tried to fit an article about a guy who runs a cryptocurrency exchange into a religious framework that includes gluttony and lust. (laughs) Uh, So actually, my first impression is the author can fuck off, but continue. Yeah, okay. So I, I can kind of agree with that. Uh, so just to list out the sins that we're going to get to, envy, lust, greed, pride, sloth, gluttony, and wrath. So let's start with envy. These aren't even loosely tied to the sins, by the way. They're just like seven things CZ did wrong, and they're listed in order. But like, 
they're in time order, not like this is related to this, right? So this guy's uh, too much time on his hands from quarantine, mm-hmm. whoever this yeah. is. So anyway, they start off with talking about how OKCoin, the 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 site that Binance worked for before, or I'm sorry, CZ worked for before he started Binance. Uh, he was their CTO, had fake trading volume, posts an article about all the fake trading volume, and just kind of leaves it at that. He's like, here's the fake trading volume, and CZ was their CTO. So the article was published in 2013, and CZ became their CTO in 2014. He also left the company nine months later and cited differences. Now, I did learn some things from this. So when CZ left OKCoin, I knew it wasn't under on great terms. Normally, when somebody leaves, especially in like a like somebody who's Chinese and has that kind of background, they never say anything bad. They're never like, oh, like no, we had differences. They're always like, no, it was a great company. And it was time for me to move on or whatever, something political like that, right? He literally said differences. So we're gonna we're gonna table that as we go to lust. But first thoughts on on this sin. I don't even under like what? Envy? How is this envy? Yeah. Uh, no no okay, stop. I'm gonna stop you right there. Is this guy uh, high? Is this post did you check <laughs> did you check this guy's uh previous post? I'm being honest, halfway through I thought this might have been satire. I had to recheck it and it was not. But the uh, stop trying to compare them to the sins. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Let's just let's just say whether it is a sin or not, rather than trying to s- decide if it's no envy because that's no. Fall I refuse. I refuse to participate in that framing. I, every <laughs> single thing, like he wrote this under envy, right? Like he said, yep. my article is going to be the seven deadly sins, and I'm going to go sin by sin. And then he started with envy. He he ran a company that had fake volume. Okay, how is that not greed? How is <laughs> that not greed, people? Well, we may be we may be revisiting that fake volume. I'll tell you uh, that. Right. Also, I forgot to mention the the picture for the article. Remember that picture where uh, CZ's wearing the shorts with the suit top? Yes. And eventually it came out, and everybody's like, "Oh, he doesn't give a fuck." And then you're like, "No, he's actually just respecting the shit the out culture. of yeah. the, the culture." of bermuda which is where he was visiting uh yeah they used that as the picture and like red circled around his shorts of course and gave no context for it so if you didn't look back and know you might be like oh cz's lazy or whatever um but now we know that either the author is so ignorant and lazy that he didn't know the context or that he's purposely uh you know misleading which i don't really know which one's worse to be honest with you Right. And there may be no difference. So let's move on to lust. Okay, let's this is going to be good. This one's definitely going to be related. All right. This, so this, so again, I you can you can see in my notes where I write they're really stretching here because at first I was trying to like relate them to the sin and then I realized never mind. This is the <laughs> last time I mentioned that. But so now this guy links to an old post uh by CZ where he goes off on OKCoin on Reddit. I didn't know about this. So this one, he deleted it, and you have to go to the Wayback Machine to find it. But when CZ left OKCoin, there was apparently some sort of issue with OKCoin either trying to advertise on Bitcoin.com and agreeing to pay Roger Veer like $10,000 to do it, and then like backing out of the deal or something because it was CZ agreed to do it with him, and it was a handshake. I don't know. This is an interesting thing that you know maybe we'll do an episode on what happened here with OKCoin and Roger. But basically, they refused to pay him $10,000, and I don't know why. And CZ quit over it. But also, they didn't pay CZ his salary either. 
So like he was supposed to be getting paid like 20,000 a month and they just like stopped paying him or something. So he lays this whole point, this whole post out where he just takes a massive shit on OKCoin. And among the things that he mentions in the post are OKCoin is using bots. I'm confirming this. They were playing with their reserve funds and making it look like they had more than they did. They encouraged employees to trade. They had bad security. Like all those were in his article and he went out and he went off about OKCoin after he left. And remember, he was only there for nine months. So and he was getting paid $20,000 a month and he quit because he didn't like them as a company. So what did CZ do wrong here? Forget that it's lust. Like what what part of this is is uh, showing that CZ has bad character? The part about the lust. <laughs> it's just so easy these days to kind of band together and get really mad, uh, you know, on the internet and just keyboard fucking hero. And uh, especially in the crypto space, it just seems like people, like you said, really want to target the people that are high up or have done well or anyone who has like a big rise. Like even Coinbase would get a lot of shit, even though they're, I mean, Coinbase was down yesterday. So fair enough. But I mean, Coinbase did go down because the price of Bitcoin went all the way to the top. That happens every time. That happens every time. You're right. Another thing is like, let's just talk reality, right? Like I understand maybe the, what the, the point that this guy's making, Hey, listen, this company was doing shady stuff and CC was a part of it. But like you said, Brent, I mean, time, time frame matters because I think it's pretty absurd. Like if you want people to do the right thing, it's pretty absurd to think that somebody gets a job as CEO of a company and like immediately they find out that CTO. something CTO, right. And they find out that something shady is going on and they're just like, Oh my God, a freaking you know, immediately go to the cops, tell everybody what you're doing wrong, like immediately quit. Like, no, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would take a little bit of time to like figure out, confirm, maybe have some fights, maybe leave, maybe not. So the fact that he was there for such a short period of time definitely makes me less critical. Like he was there for a short while uh, and then he left basically fighting over the company and then he called them out within the same year. I'm at peace with right. that. Not everybody's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Basically, they're saying like CZ went along with this with this bad practice, and I don't think nine months is going along with a bad practice. I think that's probably he saw he got hired. He starts doing his job. He starts to notice bad practice. He tries to stop bad practice. He gets pushed back against, and then he quits. Like, and then he calls him out. I don't know that maybe maybe I'm wrong on that timeline. I, I, I don't want this to just be a giant like defense easy thing, but th- this guy's article was just ridiculous. So let's let's move on to greed, shall we? No, <laughs> can we not? <laughs> this, is, this one's real easy. They post a screenshot from Coin Market Cap, which they refer to now as CZ's company, and they say he's been misleading everybody because he calls Binance the leading cryptocurrency exchange, <laughs> and. From whatever metric he pulled up, Binance was number 23 on the list of all exchanges. Okay, irrelevant metric then. Yeah, 1 through 22, I literally don't even know who they are. It's not like I saw Coinbase up there or somebody else that I'd ever heard of before. It was just like probably a bunch of those transaction mining exchanges or whatever. And he didn't filter out the fake volume because there's a choice to do that. No, no, Brent, that is impossible because in his the, the way this guy opened his article was by complaining about the fact that CC temporarily participated in an exchange that had fake trading volume. You mean to tell me 
that he would be so hypocritical so as to ignore <laughs> a trade, fake trading volume immediately after. There is no way. There is no way that an online journalist would have that little level of self-respect. I don't believe it. <laughs> he also makes his first good point in the greed Ooh. section. Yeah. And it's the first one that's actually tied to the item. It's like maybe he like saw greed and he saw like the one good point. And he's like, I'm going to build the rest of the article off this. <laughs> so, so greed, his first good point is at Binance had or has ridiculous withdrawal fees. And I a hundred percent agree with that, especially a few years ago, Binance withdrawal fees were obnoxious. It would cost you like, like $30 to withdraw your money from, from Binance. I, I would time. say, are you, are you saying, yeah, I mean, I've seen that on other sites as well. I think that seems to be in an unregulated space. It seems anything can go. I remember freaking like hit BC or whatever. It was like, hey, you have a hundred of this coin. We're going to take 30 of them, you know, <laughs> and they're worth like 10 cents each or whatever. And you're like, I just like, I just transferred this here for a second. And now I can't even, it doesn't even pay for me to get it out because I'm losing so much by doing so. Like, so I think that's just kind of a common shitty practice in unregulated uh you know ex- uh spaces that are like in this unregulated space for exchanges so the next piece of the puzzle is that he posts like screenshots of all the shitty ICOs that Binance has helped launch with their launch pad or whatever and says that that's like it, that that's greedy or whatever i can kind of think that he kind of is not right, but not wrong either. Like, I don't think that Binance should be helping ICOs, but ICOs at the same time have to be helped by somebody. So I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked into how all the Binance ICOs have dealt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. De- I think it's one of the better points as far as anything he said, because there's definitely maybe an argument to be made that Binance's incentive structure, along with a lot of other exchanges, but their incentive structure was to get activity going, you know, get people buying and selling cryptocurrencies. And therefore, when a bunch of scams were popping up, um, unfortunately, Binance wasn't, didn't have the same in- incentive as their customer base and maybe led too much trash in because whatever, right. they were just part of the hype. And and I don't definitely don't defend that, but I think it's within a context of what happened to the industry. And there were few exceptions rather than isolating Binance. Uh, as as being responsible, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know if any ICOs have made money, quote unquote, since since the big like bubble, right? So I don't even know that that's like anybody who's involved in any ICOs in any way would fall for that. So let's move on to pride, shall we? Here we go. This is his best point the whole time. I said the last one was his best point, but this one is also his best point. CZ talks to Justin Sun, so pretty much case closed. Yeah, right. Done. I didn't really like why didn't he open with that? That should have been that should have been greed, gluttony, lack of self-respect. What other ones are there? So CZ said on Twitter that when you raise funds for a project, you need to set aside funds for to battle FUD. What do we think about that? Wait, what? So if you're if you're a project that's ra- a crypto project and you're raising money in some way. CZ at some point made a tweet that I guess he's deleted since where he says that you should set aside funds to battle FUD. He may not have actually deleted this. I don't know. But um, I mean, I what do you think? If you're a crypto project, would you set aside funds specifically to deal with that? I mean, look, it depends on what your project's trying to do. I hate the language FUD. 
But right. would this really be negatively perceived if somebody who's an advisor for startups says, hey, don't forget to budget for PR? It wouldn't. Right, exactly. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. So don't worry, boys. We're coming to the smoking gun here. Uh, this guy actually did some investigative journalism, and he reached out to Binance's PR firm via email and got them to respond to nefari- nefariously, right? That's at least what he's saying. So let's take a look at this email. He basically emails this this company trying to get them to represent his coin. And his latest response is, the name of the project can't be disclosed at this time. I'm only scouting for a suitable marketing agency that can handle their brand awareness. I'm not sure why they are keeping the name secret, but I signed an NDA and I don't ask too many questions. The one thing I need from you is, does your agency provide Twitter support in the form of legitimate looking accounts that could retweet marketing campaigns, post comments, and stay active for about a month until they kickstart their community? If you do provide such services, I will set up a meeting between you or another representative and the CEO directly. Sorry for the secrecy, but I'm only scouting on scouting duty and following instructions. Hope you understand. This was him to Binance, Ooh, right? So him to him to Binance's PR firm or marketing firm or whatever you want to call them. And they're very public about the fact that they represent Binance. It's on their site. You can just click yeah, it yeah, and yeah. there's Binance's logo is there. I would too if I was uh, Binance's PR firm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he uses this in the article and says this is basically how he got them to admit to wrongdoing, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and prove that they were doing this stuff. So let's see if you agree that their response is admitting to wrongdoing. Right, right. Hello, Marlena. That's his name. Well, I Brent, guess. Brent, can I say something real quick before you even read it? Right. I, I'm very interested to see what it actually says, but I just want to say one more thing. If if this were some kind of entrapment situation, right? In a broader context, let's say that we were trying to show that a company or an entity or whatever is doing some shady stuff, right? The response to this email wouldn't do it because you can just as easily, like, let's say your sales team in the company or whatever might be trained to just kind of give a client, a potential client, the idea that, yes, whatever they need, we can get them done. And then once they're in the room in front of you, you could be like, oh, well, this specifically, we wouldn't do it, but we can offer this instead. So, like, right. you know what I'm saying? It would still take a couple more steps to really. <laughs> this is a sales process. Exactly. They're, they're, they're a high ticket marketing firm who is trying to Get represent a, a client, right? Yeah, exactly. So here's their response. Yes, we do provide Twitter support. We can also deliver work through all social media channels, including management of the accounts, content creation, strategy creation, branding, and et cetera. But I believe this is to be discussed with them in order to find out what services exactly that they may need. If you have any further questions, I'd be happy to answer them all. Please do not hesitate to ask. Boom. Okay. Right there. This is exactly what I was talking about, right? Whoever is responding to that email is trained to not say no to customers, right? So he's not going to say like the response is never going to be like, no, we don't do that Twitter stuff. The response is going to be something like, oh, Twitter. Yeah, we can absolutely help you with Twitter. I don't even know what you just asked me for, but please call the person who makes money off of it. you know what i mean like yeah so he did not get them the, the the name of this pr firm is cryptoken and i haven't looked into whether they're legitimate or not but this email was not a smoking gun even a little bit the guy like insinuated a bunch of nefarious things and they were like no let's get on it they're like yeah we can do twitter like let's get on a call hey, we'll show you what we can do and they're trying to make a sale 
So let's keep it going. We're, we're, we're through four of the seven deadly sins. We're on, we're on to sloth. This one's real easy. This guy connects a bunch of dots that say that CZ and Justin Sun know each other. We know that CZ and Justin Sun know each other. He doesn't need to connect these dots. This isn't like, this isn't like you know, the monster lady talking about how the monster is from the devil. Like, there's, there's no... He's never even said that he is not doesn't know Justin. He just said they weren't friends. Yeah, you, like, if you, guy posted a picture of them sh- taking shots together. If you go to, if you're in this, if you work in the same, like, let's say in poker for me, like there are lots of people that you know I maybe don't, you know, there's a not really. They've scammed people. They've done this. They've done that. But you're in the workspace. You can't really just ignore everyone. You still have to have. You're in public generally. You still have to have like a decent kind of like rapport with people. And like, yeah, maybe like, you know, if Justin and CZ are at a conference and they're near each other, or even if they've just grown up together or like, you know, in this space, like they're not just because he's been doing things that are probably in poor taste to to public, the public eye doesn't mean like, oh, well, now I have to unfriend CZ or Justin completely. Like, it's just like, it's a ridiculous take. I 100% agree with you, Adam, and we're talking of about... Of course, Adam would defend Justin. No, listen. I, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Everybody knows Justin's terrible here, but he Adam is 100% right. I mean, we're talking about the owner of or the CEO of the largest crypto exchange and one of the largest cryptocurrencies in the world. Now, I understand that Tron should be zero market cap, but their market cap is huge. So I think it's pretty understandable that CZ, from a professional perspective, would have some kind of a relationship with Justin Sun. I wouldn't be surprised if he has some kind of uh, relationship or rapport with Vitalik Buterin and Dan Larimer. My God, take it easy. You know what I'm saying? Like Adam is 100% right. This doesn't really show anything considering who we're talking about. Can we just save that soundbite? Just just keep replaying that periodically. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> Adam was right. <laughs> uh, Adam was one hundred percent right. We can just like, yeah, you can, you can make that your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one, you guys are this one. Okay, this would this is going to be a nice and easy one. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I can't believe he would do this. So here's the bad thing he did. He posted a tweet that said he would donate a dollar. For every retweet to fight COVID-19, they only got 10,000 retweets, even though apparently he expected to get a million. So you know what this scumbag did? CZ, this scumbag? Instead of the $10,000 donation, he donated $2 million. Oh, my God. That's so terrible. Wait a minute. That's no, it. No, no, no. But come on, Brent. What's the? I understand that the guy writing this article is an idiot. But what? What did he think he was proving? To give me a little more context. He he then continues to go and he links a video that's got a, a thumbnail of CZ with devil horns on it, talking about how they're. Uh, I guess they have some sort of charity that's related to Binance. They he didn't donate that two million dollars to that charity, by the way. But they but they have one, I guess. So. His charitable giving is apparently tainted because they have one. I went to click on the video to watch like what the thesis of the video was, and it was removed. So I don't even know. He linked to a video that didn't exist uh, as his like proof here. So I <laughs> so yeah, CZ donated two million dollars to fight COVID nineteen. Like, okay, I don't care where he donated it. Good job. Man, <laughs> Thank you. Some people. 
right, we're on the last one. We're finally on Wrath. Here's the thesis on Wrath. <laughs> let's actually let let's see if you get, I'm just going to ask you a question, uh, guys. Where is Binance located? Oh snap! I forgot they moved somewhere. I think aren't they like in Cyprus or something like that? One of these jurisdictions. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. okay. I thought you guys would actually know the answer to that question, but but when I say it, you're going to know. Uh, but his thesis here is that no one seems to know where Binance is located. Wait, that's they're located cool. in Malta. They're located oh, in Malta. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Not Cyprus. That's dumb. But yeah. yeah, literally everyone knows they're located in Malta. And this guy's like, I don't know. Are they in Hong Kong? Are they in China? Like, I understand that there was a little bit of confusion on that at one point because of those like pictures of the maybe the offices or maybe just some other company or whatever. But they moved out of there for a reason. They're not in Hong Kong. They're not in China. They're in Malta. <laughs> they're based in Malta. It's like a big deal that they're based in Malta. So uh, that's the end. So I give this guy's article a literal zero out of 10. Awful, awful journalism reporting, whatever the nah, hell you want to call terrible. this. He's terrible. And in the comments, he may, he makes sure to give a shout out to Chico Crypto uh, for helping him come up with the research. So I, I, I've, I, don't, I don't watch any Chico Crypto stuff, but I know the guy's a fucking turd just from people like this constantly giving him shout outs. So anyway, we made it. We made it to the end of the seven sins. Fun. We did it. I, I want to wrap all this up and and maybe you'll understand why this guy hates CZ and his connection to Justin Sun so much. This whole article was on the platform that forked from Steam. So they all apparently hate Justin Sun and, and CZ because they helped Justin do that hostile takeover, which CZ corrected pretty quickly, but still helped at one point. So. Uh, that was his bias, and it goes to show you that this social media attempt, the hive or whatever they want to call this, is just as bad as Steam was, and there's no reason to care about either one of them. <laughs> so let's wrap it all up. Let's, yeah, I have, I have what one What do we each think about CZ and Binance? Listen, hold on. Before we talk about CZ, because you know what? Whatever, man. CZ's fine. You know, like, I don't think he's some kind of hero or anything like that, but considering... The personalities in our space, and considering the options that are out there, mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best uh, CEOs in the space. I think Binance has generally uh, done a decent job. But more importantly, what the hell was the point of naming this Seven Sins if you're not even? Why not like <laughs> the problem with CZ or uh, the failures of CZ? Why you can't trust CZ? Uh, the you know something nasty's lurking under Binance. Anything that you could have made a thing with. Why make the game if you're not even going to try to to play the game that you made? I hate this person. I really honestly, do. this is this feels <laughs> like this guy just smoked way too much sativa and he just went nuts and just started typing things up <laughs> and and now here we are. We spent 20 minutes talking about sloth, greed, and gluttony and everything because this guy smoked too much weed. This guy got us. No, you I'm not going to lie. It's just so, uh, I don't know, man. I'm so, Brent, you're making me upset right now. <laughs> I made you say on air that you hate somebody. <laughs> I don't even know if you've said that about Justin. No, but he's just like, I mean, look, Justin is just your standard class A scammer. I've seen him. I know him. We have one of them for president. Pretty standard, right? <laughs> but this guy's just a sh- shitty journalist, and that really grinds my gears. 
Oh, we've we've gotten we we've gotten under Kareem's skin. Well, scams just waste your money by giving, but like this is wasting our time. Right, right, worse. right, exactly. So, okay, I'm I'm going to summarize n- not any of this. I'm just going to talk about CZ for a minute, and I'm going to say that like this guy has made some missteps. We've called some of them out on the past in the show, but he has not yet done anything along the lines of like the turd balls at substratum, the cryptopias of the world, the people at cost, which apparently is reopened by the way, uh, all, all these different exchanges, Mt. Gox, all these ones that have come up and gone under that all the red flags on the regulatory side and everything. Whenever this guy has a challenge where you might want to be like, Hey, red flags, maybe finance is insolvent. Maybe they're doing some wrong things. They do the right thing in response. So, yeah, that there's some there's some culture differences. There's some issues with maybe what they're doing with the ICOs. There's some issues with possible insider trading going on. But like as a whole, for things that I'm gonna trust to put my money on, Binance would be one of them. If I could trade on Binance, which I can't because we're in the US right now and I'm in Texas and Texas doesn't let Binance US trade. But if I could. I would not mind having whatever the amount of money that I'm comfortable having on an exchange is on Binance. Now, in general, you should not be having the kind of money on an exchange that will cause you to threaten to kill yourself. Like our first poster in this article, (laughs) we said it a million times, don't keep the money on exchange that would matter to you emotionally. Keep whatever amount of money that if it was gone the next day would not affect you emotionally. For some people, that might be a hundred bucks. For some people, that might be $100,000. Right. But whatever that number is, you know what it is. You know if you opened up your wallet and were like, ah, oh, shit, I'm missing a $10 bill. It, it wouldn't affect you for most people. And if it would, don't keep that money on the exchange. Get on there, get your coins, and get off. Leave it in your wallet. And then you don't have to worry about it. So that's, that's where Binance is. Otherwise, other than the general risk on exchanges, which would apply to Coinbase, which would apply to Gemini, which would apply to Kraken, which apply to all of them, you aren't taking on a any greater risk with Binance and CZ. And honestly, CZ is my favorite CEO of an exchange. The, because the rest of them don't even attempt to engage the community, really. Yeah, I, yeah, I we can't really name anyone else. Does Justin Sun technically have an exchange? I can't remember of all the I companies. But yeah, he's definitely the... But I'm just thinking of ones that actually engage with the community. I think that doing that is definitely it's one of those things where you want to do it when you're it's good in the public eye to have like you know to just be in there talking to people but as you get bigger as cz is getting bigger it it starts becoming like like imagine if bezos just communicated with everyone you know like it it would just be kind of overwhelming for him and right for you know just it it, it might not even necessarily be that good of a look at some point like like i think uh yeah at some point i guess zuckerberg i remember mentioning him but he like does these videos and stuff but he doesn't he's it's funny because he only like he can't really communicate with everyone. People would just completely annihilate him at all times. Elon Musk on Twitter tries to have like an open report and you just look in the Twitter comments and it's just mayhem. It's just Pepe memes everywhere. People, you can't have Dude. a conversation. It's, it's just becomes real tough as you get bigger and bigger in a and business. I got to Go say, ahead. man, as somebody that likes Elon and stuff, 
Uh, and somebody that, for example, I like Charles Hoskinson, who also communicates with the, um, you know, with people. But neither, I think both of those guys, Elon and Charles, who I yeah. both like, put their foot in their mouth way more than CZ. Usually CZ yep. just comes out to handle situations, try to give some clarity. Again, not saying he's perfect, but I don't remember him like really seriously putting his foot in his mouth or creating some kind of scandal. Usually when there's been problems with Binance and he comes on, it's something like, hey, we're going to take the loss or we're going to make everybody whole or here's what happened. Uh, so, you know, at some point it just becomes like a who is not committing unforced errors, right? And who is actually using their voice to create stability, uh, to create, to bring clarity. And I think that CZ score is pretty high, to be honest. I'll say that the only time that I can think of in recent memory that CZ did kind of have to put his foot in his mouth was the, the the Tron situation with Steam, where he like used he let his team use the money to vote for what Justin wanted, and he straight up admitted to it. He's like, "No, that that was wrong. We shouldn't have done that. Like, we fixed it." Yeah. Um. And you don't find that with like Charles when he's immature, or like Elon when he just posted like free United States or whatever he said. Like Elon does do that shit Dude, all the Elon time. Elon called the guy a, pe- a pedo with no evidence or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, he he fucks up for sure. You know? Yeah. Yep. See, CZ's and then because so he's in the public he, eye, he does that, and now he has to deal with the repercussions of that, which are you know he had to deal with a freaking lawsuit. I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, basically, he ended up with no repercussions. He's got unlimited resources, and no, and- I know, but I'm just saying that by being in the public eye. You open up a can of worms sometimes, right. and you have to be careful about it. And CZ seems to be doing pretty well thus far. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. Okay, so to wrap it up, CZ is the most professional yet kind of funny sometimes guy. Mm-hmm. So I am totally on board with that. Um. Anyway, in the end, make sure you understand that we are not financial advisors. So like, we're we're giving you our opinion here. But it's for entertainment. It's not for you know advice. All investments have inherent risk. Make sure you do your own research on all this stuff. Any parting words, gents? Or are we are we good? We getting out of here? I, I mean, we talked good. about greed. I will say that pertaining to crypto, it is important to recognize when you are being greedy and understand that hey, maybe maybe I should. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. We're not financial advisors, but also learn when you're being greedy and understand that maybe you should sell sometimes. And the real and the real lesson was the author of this article practiced a lot of sloth because he was too lazy to do any research or actually wrap was. the thought process he wanted to. And with that, we say, don't ever write an article again. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> that guy. All right. Thanks for sticking with it. We out. See ya.